Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What is up, After Buzzers? Welcome to the first ever After Show for Dare Me. Today, we're going to be breaking down Season 1, Episode 1 and 2, Coup d'etat and Mutually Assured Destruction. We are going to be talking all about the cheating and the cheering happening in Sutton Grove. Stay tuned. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz what is up, After Buzzers? Welcome to the first ever After Show for Dare Me. It's a new USA show. I'm so, so excited to be breaking this down. My name is Taylor Gates. I'm joined by a very lovely, amazing panelist today. My name is Ebony Chapman. How are you doing? I'm so excited. I'm so excited you're here with me. Um, I'm ready to break this down, analyze it. This is genuinely, I know the year has just started, so this is maybe premature, but this is one of my favorite new shows of the year. It's so good. I'm just, just so excited about it. Um, tell me a little bit about what kind of attracted you to the show. Had you, because it's based on a book, had you read the book? Were you like a cheerleader in high school? Like what kind of drew you to watching this? You know, that's hilarious. I wasn't a cheerleader in high school, nor did I read the book. Um, but it was just like the trailer that I watched just seemed interesting. So I am like a weirdo. I'm into like dark murder creepy like mystery thing so that's really what drew me in like the trailer seemed kind of dark like there was something crazy about to happen and i just needed to know absolutely um i i was also not a cheerleader in high school um though i love to watch like cheer tv shows like whether it's a documentary or like bring it on whatever um i think it's just such an interesting sport especially because it is so much more cutthroat and intense that a lot of people get a bit credit for um but i totally agree with you that there is this really cool noir, really dark, kind of gritty vibe happening against this, like, smiles and glitter backdrop. And I am just so excited. I think that we've gotten so many amazing characters introduced to us in these first two episodes. So without further ado, let's start breaking this down. Let's get into it. Yeah. So we start out by seeing Beth and Addie, who are BFFs, um, I would say extremely codependent. Um, we kind of see the whole setting that they exist in, in this Ohio town called Sutton Grove. We see the setting has a lot of shores or stores that are shut down. doesn't seem like there's a lot to do, which kind of means that they You're gonna are going to find bored. yourself into some trouble. Getting into some trouble, absolutely. <laughs> um, we see them stealing beer from the gas station, hanging out with boys, um, practicing their back tucks. What did you kind of think about this friendship just starting off? Like, what was your initial reaction to those two? For with Beth and Addie, I kind of was like, hmm, like this is a weird relationship. Like, there was something that was, like, very, um, like, almost almost kind of like a relationship, like a personal relationship that you have something more than just being someone's friend. That's almost the vibe that I got from it. So I was kind of a little bit like, mm, okay, like, maybe there could be something that could possibly happen in later episodes. But obviously, we don't know that yet. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree because they're closer than just being like, oh, like we're friends. Like there is a 
a weird chemistry that does verge on sexual in so many of these scenes. I think right from the get-go, too. Like, they are truly inseparable. And, um, you know, and I think a lot of that has to do maybe with their home lives because we do get sort mm. of taste of their family and kind of where they live. Um, I thought Beth's home life was super interesting. Obviously, we meet Tacey, who's a freshman, and her little stepsister, um, there's a really weird situation going on there because obviously this is her, you know, half sister and her dad no longer lives with her and her mom. He lives with her half sister and they live across the street from each other. Wait a second. Okay. Because I was like, what torture is that, that your father and his new family now live across the street. And that's what you get to see when you look out the window is like your dad and like his new family driving around going to places and you're not invited. As Coach said, small towns can be messed up, and I think we definitely get that. That is crazy. I thought that was absolutely insane. Um, And then, obviously, her mom is not really super supportive, not really present, not really there. She seems to be, like, on drugs or something. Yeah, On drugs, you know, meditating or whatever. (laughs) Whatever. She's going to do what she's going to do. But at sort of the end of the first episode, we see that her and her, her dad and her mom are hooking up again. Again, which I feel like this is probably a pattern. I don't think this is the first time. Did you get that same sort of vibe? Totally. He just seemed like way too comfortable in the house. Like he and she seemed when um, Beth caught them, she kind of was like, "What the heck are you doing yeah, here? Here we go again." Yeah, exactly. Like I expected. Like not that she expected it, but that she's not surprised. Exactly. That it happened. And so I think it makes a lot of sense why she's sort of you know, gravitates towards Addie so much because Addie does kind of give her the attention she wants and kind of, um, like, I don't know how to describe it, but she, she gives her... She's like her, a good support system. Exactly. She's a good she's support stable. system. She's stable. She's always there for her. Exactly. And obviously her mom's not giving her attention she wants. Her dad is more concerned with, you know, Tacey and her, you know, his new wife that he's not really paying attention to her. So I think she just wants someone who will sort of take her seriously. Yeah, and she's crying out for help. She absolutely She needs is. attention. Someone needs to give her, att- give Beth attention. For sure. <laughs> and then we sort of are introduced to Addie's home life. Her mom is, uh, I would say, a lot more present. She has, like, a steady job that we see. She's a cop. She's definitely stricter, but I would say that she's, like, fairly nice. What kind of vibe did you get from her? I did not get the nice vibe. Interesting. I I did not get the nice vibe at all. She definitely is tough because, I mean... I think as a police officer, maybe you bring that attitude home, or maybe that is already your attitude, which is why you chose that career. Um, But I did not. She just seems unsupportive. She seems, like, very hard on Addie for no apparent reason from what I could see. So I was just like, oh. Like, the vibe already was just really, like, okay. Addie has also, like, a home life kind of, it's a little rough, because her mom is tough and then present, but just not like, supportive. She finds that with her friend, Michael, you know? Sure. I totally, I get what you're saying there, because she, I mean, Addie says that she wants to get out of this town. Like, she wants to go get a cheer scholarship to a bigger college, and her mom is just like, well, you know, that's way harder than it looks. Like, she's kind of pushing community college on her. I think that her mom maybe has good intentions and wants her to, like, you know, not be disappointed if she doesn't get the things that she wants, but I totally understand how it's like. That's probably really discouraging for her when she has these big dreams. And I mean, no yeah, one she's is... only 16 yeah. or 15, whatever. She's in high school. So yeah. It's, you know, that's like the time when your mind's the most absorbing information and trying to figure out what you want to do. So if you have an adult telling you, like, 
no, this isn't going to be your, like, that shouldn't be your path, then it's kind of hard to, like, want to follow those dreams still. Yeah, I totally get that. Which is why it's really interesting to see um, Addie and Beth's relationship kind of start to crumble a little bit when this new coach comes in, Colette French. Um, I absolutely love her entrance, walking through that parking lot with the, like, sunglasses. She's just, like, strutting in. Um I love the line, like, she's coming in like an OG. Right. <laughs> I was like, ooh, we are in for a, quite a surprise, I think, with her. What was your initial thoughts on her entrance? Did she, were you, like, a little bit taken aback by her, too? I thought it was really funny because I know, just to back up for a tad, it was um, when Beth was like, oh, she's 28, she's ancient. Like, she's ancient, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was like, I'm okay. almost there. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, no, that hurt. <laughs> right. But when the, um, when the coach came in, honestly, she looked a lot younger than I had pictured yeah. her. But, you know, they said 28, which is almost 30, but the way she came, she looks like one of them, honestly. And she she kind of acts like one of them yeah. a little oh, bit, oh. too. Yes. Yes, she does. <laughs> she is tough, though. This first practice, she's not only making them run all these drills, but she's insulting people, you know, for their weight. She says she doesn't see a squad yet. She doesn't see her top girl yet. So she is coming in with, like, guns blazing. She's not even getting to know them. She's just like, yeah, here's all the things that you guys need to fix about yourself. Which I was like, oof. I don't I can't imagine this is going to go over well. No, not at all. And I feel like if someone, you know, if you had a coach that was telling you that you're too big and we don't do this over here and fix this, fix that, I feel like you would be having a little resentment as well. Or maybe I, trying to prove her wrong. I don't know. <laughs> that's true. And I guess I think both of those options that you're right. saying, we definitely see come out with different characters. There's immediate tension with Beth, which, like, hello, duh, Beth is used to being in charge. She's the one who's making them run up and down the bleachers eight million times. Um, right. She almost thought that was, like, her team. It was She was the coach. So she feels like now that um, Colette has come in and kind of claimed a spot on the team, she is not having it at all. Yeah, her territory is threatened, for sure. Um, and she's not having that. She's not going to go down easy at all, especially when Coach decides to put Tacey on top. Of all people, she's going to put... <laughs> Whatever, they said like a hundred pounds of hair or something. <laughs> right. I love oh, poor Tacey. That girl I know that she, poor girl. <laughs> she gets it rough that one. <laughs> it truly does. But that's like the biggest slap in the face. Her half sister, the one she's already competing with all the time for her dad's attention. Right. Whew. Ouch. Um, and so I love that she Beth is is testing those boundaries right away. Mm-hmm. She has her phone out. She's like talking disrespectful. I was like, oof, this is not gonna be This is not going to be, you know, immediate love connection between these two, definitely. But we do see that Addie is a little bit intrigued by the coach and not really super acting out. I think that she just is more, like, intrigued and kind of wants to get to know more about her. I think, too, though, because coach really takes a liking to Addie. Yeah. Right away. So it wasn't that hard for them to make that connection because the coach was already saying, like, you know, you know you're different, you know you're special. So when you have someone telling you, again, someone that she was already discouraged to begin with, and now having the coach, like your coach say, like, actually, no, you're special, you're amazing, you need to push forward, you need to continue to do this, I think Addie's kind of, like, always going to try to have her back at the end of the day because she believes in her. Yes, and they kind of feed off of each other. Like, I think Coach needs Addie to kind of hype up her own ego. And then at the same time, Addie needs Coach to sort of hype up hers too because in her relationship with Beth, it's all about Beth, Beth, Beth. All about Beth. And so she's like, oh, maybe I can do more than I thought. Like, maybe I am special if this, you know, 
beautiful, young, talented person is telling me that I am. Right. So, Are I, you seeing another codependent relationship? I think that maybe might be beginning to blossom. you just call one out right I now? I think that everyone, <laughs> this whole little triangle is... A hot mess. I think it's so crazy because you have Beth who is crying for attention. She's like the attention whore of the show. She like needs, craves it. And then you have Addie who is like that supporting role where she's able to give Beth all that attention that she needs. She's kind of breaking out a little bit, but kind of she still is feeding into that. And then we have the coach who's over here just kind of... She's sneaky. She is. I think, though... She is sneaky. That coach sees herself in both of these girls in different ways, to be honest with you. Because we see that coach is like, yeah, I know girls like Beth, and she needs limits, so I'm giving them to her. And then we see coach turn around and say, you're not like other people. You need an exit plan that's more than just an exit. So I think that she... She can see pieces of herself in both of them, and that's why she's handling them in such different ways, because she knows what she probably needed in high school, too. Right. So that's we'll, very true. We'll see, uh, we'll see what gets there. Um, we also see their first game, and Beth shows up late, which, that's not a, a great look, you know, when you're trying to well. <laughs> claim your spot as top girl. And we have another blow-up between her and Coach. She's like, I'm the captain. And Coach is like, well, my teams don't have captains. Right. But see, that was that entitlement right there that Beth felt that she had because she felt like, this is my team. I can do what I want. So if I want to show up 30 minutes late and hour late to my practice, then I can do so. Then it's whatever. And Coach put her in her place for sure. She sure Which she's did. not used to because she doesn't have anyone putting her in her place ever. Not her mom. Her dad's distracted. So... The coach is the first one, so she's definitely rebelling against her. Do you think she needs those boundaries that coach is saying? Oh, 110%. Like, if someone doesn't slap her, I will. Like, (laughs) yeah, she 100% needs boundaries. So I'm glad that coach is there to kind of give her a little smack. But I know Beth isn't going to go down the Yeah, she's going to smack back. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought that we were going to see that a little bit because Tacey obviously is top girl for that game. And we see her get up, and Addie's holding, like, one of her legs, and Beth's holding the other. And I personally thought Beth was going to drop her. What oh, totally. Oh, my gosh. Well, she was, like, so digging bad. her hand into her leg. I yeah. was like, uh-oh. This is about to be bad. I mean, I think Being everyone, troubled. Coach even thought, like, oh, she's about to get dropped. Yeah. But in the end, Addie came and saved the day. She gave her those eyes. What are you doing? And Beth kind of backed up a little bit, so. Yeah. That was such a tense moment. I just want to call the show out because... The cinematography is beautiful with all of the glitter and the slow-mos. And the music is so, like, just suits the show so well that they make these moments. Like, they make someone, lifting someone in a cheer, like, so dramatic and so suspenseful. And I just, I think they're shooting it just so beautifully and so well. They're doing great with the storytelling. Yeah. Because, obviously, when you're watching something, you want something that's going to be moving, pacing itself in a way that, like, you're interested, it's keeping your interest, you're, you know, feeling feelings when you're supposed to, right? Like, feeling suspense and feeling thrill and feeling sadness and feeling happy, whatever, feeling angry. Like, and they do a really good job at making you feel all of those emotions when you're watching the show because, like, the whole time I'm, like, glued to the TV screen. Uh, Because every piece is working together so well, you know? Yeah. Like, we have the all the props and the setting and the color and the sound and I just think it is working together so 
so well. And on top of that, we have characters that are so complex. Yes. So every single character has their own complex storyline that we're also trying to unpack as well. So it's the way it's working together, the way it's working individually, and that's all intertwined and working really well together. Yeah. Which I think is not easy to do. So. No. No one's black or white. Every single one of these characters is gray and flawed. And we feel bad for them, and we hate them sometimes. And I, I just think it's oh, it's so rich and so exciting to That's sink really our good. teeth into. <laughs> um, another, you know, one of these really interesting dynamics is the coach in this this town because she grew up like two towns over, and so she kind of knows this area already, and people kind of know her. Um, and she's kind of reluctant to get back into it, I feel like, because um, Rai Rai's mom, or Riri's mom, I think it's Rai Rai, um, <laughs> invites her to, like, a booster brunch, and she completely blows her off. She's like, no, I don't have time to do that. Like, I can't. Why do you think that she's so reluctant to, like, participate in some of this stuff? See, I had that same question, because I kind of was like, why? Hmm. Like, I don't know. Maybe she doesn't want to get close to the moms. Maybe there was, like, an issue back in the day where she had problems i don't know that's that's such a good question because i was also like why is she so weird about hanging out with the mom yeah i wonder if she's not ready to like give up her teenagehood if that makes sense because she's hanging out with Addie. like she's not hanging out with adults she's hanging out with teenagers oh you know that's a good point that could be like another complex that she has that she's like whatever happened when she was in high school never got resolved so she's still living in this past life that she I really oh, I feel like it's my Taylor. Kind of that. Yes. We have a breakthrough. We're, we're having breakthrough. a breakthrough. That sounds No, I that's because you know she's married and she has a baby. Yep. And then you know she kind of ruins that a little bit. Yeah, we'll talk let's talk about that right now. Let's just bring all of that up. We are introduced to Mr. Coach, her husband. Um I love that Beth says he looks like a youth pastor. I thought that was the funniest like burn from her. Um and I mean she, Beth also tries to cause trouble with this before they even know anything where she's like screaming outside of Coach's house that like right. Addie, you know, has a crush on her whatever. I was like, Beth, you need to lower that volume. But that's the thing, is like she's a rebel. She does she not is. care. She does not care. She wants attention anyway. She can get it good, bad. And ugly. And so, yeah, doing that was just kind of, like, feeding her. Yeah, 100%. She loves to just... She loves to make people uncomfortable. Yes. That's, like, what she lives for. Um, We also have Matt, that's Mr. Coach's name, give Colette these fancy shoes, even though they can't really afford them because, you know, he's been out of a job for a while. Jimmy Choo shoes. Yeah, they're nice. They're nice. They're real nice. (laughs) And he obviously feels kind of bad about the situation they're in. He says, I haven't forgotten all the promises I've made you. It's clear that he wants to do right by her and, like, wants to give her the life that he feels she deserves and she feels she deserves, I think. Yes, I definitely feel like there is more within this relationship that we're going to learn about. Um, just this life that maybe she gave up. Yeah. To come back and do whatever this unfinished business is. And to be with him. And to be with him. Yeah. Um, and we also find out more, like, Matt just has a rough episode. Like, he his ego gets knocked down quite a bit after this game. Best dad is just fawning over Colette. He makes this crazy, like, intense speech about how, like, the girls are their future. We're going to build this new stadium. I know our football team sucks, but our girls rock. So we're going to have this project back. And we find out that everyone assumes that... 
he has hired Matt um, to, you know, build the stadium, and that's why they moved back. But um, Rai Rai's mom kind of reveals to Colette that, um, yeah, Beth's dad kind of did this just so Colette would come coach his daughter. Were you surprised by that? I was. See, yeah, it took me a minute to really understand that dynamic. Yeah. But once I, we talked about it, and once we, like, I figured it out, I kind of was like, man. That is crazy because when you go a little bit further and he, you know, the husband is kind of like, his ego is a little bruised when he finds out. Yeah, I'd say so. (laughs) Yeah, his ego was a little bruised when he found out that really, like, we could care less about you. You were like the pity project. Exactly. We really wanted your wife. Your wife was the reason why we wanted you back. Not, you had nothing to do with this, sir. (laughs) And he shows it. Like, he takes it on a call. He's like, yeah, you're right. The shoes are too expensive. Like, Sit down, sir. You can't just take back a present like that. Well, definitely do not return. She already wore them now at this point. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second, too. They ain't returning those Jimmy Choo. Let me just tell you that. (laughs) We also have, um, besides Coach's relationship with Matt, she also clearly has a relationship with Sarge Will. A little bit of background on him. All of the girls are obsessed with him. He's a recruiter at the school. Um, They make bets on who can, like, pretty much bang him first. There's also this crazy party that he kind of gets involved in where everyone's kind of drunk and hooking up with each other and Beth is pointing a gun at Addie and he kind of diffuses the situation, drives them home. What did you think about that whole <laughs> that whole sequence? Oh, man. I okay, again, Beth with the crying out loud, right? Um she was upset. Um correct me if I'm wrong or give me some some feedback with um, why Beth was why why Beth was so upset because I am not gonna I don't want to get the episodes confused because I know sure. they went to the thing she was upset because Addie did because Addie is just getting too close to Colette for her liking I think that's what it was yes absolutely she's like, you used to, yeah you were my girl you were my friend don't and doubt she, me she's just very possessive yeah right she she's, feels threatened any moment that um, Addie, you know, she's not getting her attention. Right, and yeah, and she Addie was threatened. not giving her attention at that party either, because she's hooking up with Jordy, and that's what Coach <laughs> told her to do. Which was he so... Won't distract you. Which was okay. really crazy, because I was like, is that... That is not good advice, first of all. And secondly, that is inappropriate advice for your coach to be telling you to go hook up with somebody. I have Excuse a feeling, me, girlfriend. I have a feeling lines are going to be crossed left and right. Left and right. But back to the party... Beth, again, with the crying out loud for attention, pointing out the gun. I was actually a little bit nervous for Addie. Too. I was like, because she was already shooting the gun in the tree. So it wasn't like she was not pulling the trigger. So I was like, oh, boy. Like, she's drunk. She's whatever whatever she's on right now. This could be the end for Addie. I know. This could be a problem. Luckily, obviously, Will diffuses it. They go home. Beth and Addie lay in bed together. Right. Addie sort of reassures. Which was, again, very sexual, I felt. Very weird very like codependent you know yeah i mean i'm kind of here for it (laughs) but it's also a little toxic but definitely toxic 100 toxic toxic. but like okay i'll see what i'll see what's up i'll see what's (laughs) up um and then you know in the middle of the night beth wakes up she's like oh i can't find my phone so they have to go back to you know the scene of the crime essentially and they find coach and will um doing the deed in his car wow they sure do. And I did not expect that at all, actually. Yeah, it was definitely shocking and a cliffhanger. And Beth has her phone up, which we will discuss 
more when we break down the next episode, but I don't think good things are probably going to be coming from this. No, not at all. It was funny. When they saw the car, I kind of was like, oh my gosh, stay away. Like, I thought there was like a bonfire right. or some like sacrifice going on. Like, <laughs> that was something like weird. Interesting direction. <laughs> like, something weird going on. And then it's just Coach and Will hooking up in the car, and I was like, oh, Oh, like I didn't. Okay, <laughs> I did not not expect that at all. So yeah, that was so shocking. And let's just yeah, let's dive into episode two now okay, because I'm ready. I think I think this one I love the pilot. I think this one was even better than the pilot. It just oh, keeps getting definitely better and better. So just a quick you know to see where we are with the squad. Coach is still sort of um, wanting Tacey to step in, even though Beth is doing a pretty good job as top girl. I love the, like, veiled threats that they make to each other, um, Beth and Coach, about, like, yeah, I didn't see a lot of self-control on Friday, and then Coach was like, well, I need, you know, this squad needs to trust each other. And I was like, oh, you guys are so obvious right now. I thought I think that that whole relationship is so um, strange and dirty. Like, with Coach trying to... um, uh, kind of like persuade Addie and Beth to be like on her side yeah. and like talk and it's ironic that she's talking about trusting and being loyal and whatever else but yet she's not doing that with her husband and in her relationship. Yeah, she sure not. After practice where we find out at practice, yay, they might make it to regionals if they have this video and the video's good. Cool, we'll probably see more of that later, but um, yeah, after practice is where the, the juicy stuff starts, like you said. She's really trying to convince them to keep quiet about this, and they say they will. Um, I'm not sure I believe Beth, although I did love the line, like, who's gonna believe us, if even if we wanted to tell not even teenage girls believe teenage girls. I thought that was just such a good quote. It's such a good quote, and so true, yeah. but at the same time, it was kind of like a little, um, like a little, like, cat and mouse game again that she was still playing with coach to be like yeah whatever i mean even if we were to say anything no no one's one's gonna gonna believe us us. yeah right (laughs) i love our bath voice (laughs) no one's gonna believe us right but it was like yeah but i mean somebody would believe you yeah Mm, just maybe you know what i'm saying like if you're putting information out there like maybe it won't go anywhere at the second but like people recall things for sure. You hear stuff. Oh, yeah. Then it becomes an investigation. So. Absolutely. Um, and we kind of get Addie sort of calling her out for this. Um, they, they're they outside of this, like, gas station convenience store. And I think it's so funny, but also sad that they're spitting the cookie out after they take a bite of it. Because I think they want to, like, obviously keep thin or whatever. Because Coach is very, like, oh, you have to be, like, a size zero to be on the squad. All right. But I just love that little detail. Um but Addie was like, you don't even, like, care about this. Like, you get bored of things. Why are you so, like, you know, why are you so adamant about kind of bringing her down? And Beth's like, well, there's nothing boring about Coach's lurid affair or I whatever. Mean, isn't that so true? I kind of totally, I agree with Beth. Yeah. There's nothing boring there's about nothing that. nothing boring about this. Nothing at all. And on top of that, you're in a small town. Like, what else is there to do? Exactly. The gossip is all we have. All we have. All we got. <laughs> Um, and Beth sort of teases Addie. She's like, oh, if only we had that picture. But, you know, you ripped the phone out of my hand before I could get it. And Addie's like, well, she's, I think she's playing me. Like, I think she has the photo. Um, and so we get them sort of going back and forth in a couple scenes about, does she have the photo? Does she not? Does Addie trust her not to look on her phone? Right. Addie eventually steals the phone when she's in the shower. And she goes to unlock it that night. And lo and behold, what is Beth's password? 
Addie. <laughs> Which I was like, okay, this is just, com- just keeps reinforcing the fact that this is not a healthy relationship. At all. I think it's very creepy to have your best friend as your password. I'm sorry. It's a lot. It's just a lot. <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> and there's this app called Hiderhole asking for a password there, which sounds pretty sounds pretty sketchy. Sounds like you'd want to hide something in there. Um, one of my favorite moments of this episode is Jordy texts her and it's like, I'm so hard right now. And Addie just goes, yeah, well, can you unlock like, this password? I don't care. I, I don't care at all. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. She's so disinterested. She's like, that's that's great. Right. Help me hack this phone now. But it's funny because Jordy likes her, so he's going to do whatever she of says. Course. So it's very, like... Honestly, like, I feel like I feel like Addie sort of has the upper hand in that, kind of like Beth has the in their relationship. Hand, like totally. she needs, she needs someone that she can boss you around. You need a balance, exactly. You, you gotta find somebody. Yeah, she needs to be. You know, she needs to reign <laughs> over someone. It's gonna be Jordy. Um, so he's he keeps trying to do that. Beth confronts her at the school. She obviously knows that Addie has it and makes that pretty clear. Right. And then nowhere is that clearer than when Beth and Rai Rai do their little stop chant thing at the bar right and ask if you know Addie has FOMO I'm like oh they I mean I think Beth knew the whole time but she likes to tease her totally it's like a torture game for her she this is like this is what gets her off like she's very excited about the fact that like she has the upper hand she feels like she's smarter than Addie she feels like she can control her yeah and she kind of does that though she She kind of does does. eventually um, Addie gets the idea to look in the trash and it turns out there's nothing on the phone that where you can see either of their faces. So it seems like they're in the clear. For However, now. Ever. For now. We um, see Beth sort of um, through this whole debacle with the phone. She asks her dad for money. Um, he gives it to her. And she gives the money to her mom. What did you think about that? I'm trying to figure out why she was giving the money to her mom. Does her mom work? I don't know. I never see her leave the house. She is always in that nighty. So I, I have no idea. Like living off her child support, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, something. I mean, what? But I mean, what else could you be giving your mom the money for? Because the mom seems like she's doing drugs. Oh, that. Ooh, I wonder if it is drugs. Oh, that would be so sad. So it's like, what are you doing? Oh, that's such a good. That's such a good prediction, right? Because then it's kind of like, like. Again, another dependent relationship, right? Like, I need you to go talk to your dad, get the money, so that I can go buy my drugs and do whatever I do. Why'd you say that? I'm so upset. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're right, though. It has to be something weird, because there's no reason. Like, I was thinking, like, listen, if it was me, I'd be keeping that money. How much money was, like, a couple hundred dollars? I would have kept that money. Sorry, Mom. But that that money would have been mine, you know? So the fact that she gives it to her, I think Addie has no concept of, like, um... Just, like, you know, money or yeah. finance or care to, in, in the bigger scheme of things, she's kind of more focused on, like, her own selfish needs and wants. Yeah. I'm really, I love that we have this sort of class divide between Addie and Beth, too. I think that's really interesting, because I don't remember that being really prevalent in the book. Mm. And I think it adds such a layer to their characters and their relationship, about how Beth doesn't have to work, and Addie's, like, working every night at this ice cream shop while yes, okay, yes. Beth's just, like, hanging out at the bar, doing stomp chanting right. things. By the way, that ice cream uh, in episode amazing. two, it looks so good. Looks so good. I now want ice cream, just saying. I agree. <laughs> Um, and so after basically longingly staring out at her dad's new home, 
Beth goes downstairs and, oh, what do we see? We see a full video on her laptop of Will and Coach. Yikes. We also get more about Coach's relationships in this um, episode, too. We find out that Will and Coach actually have sort of a history. Um, in high school, they sort of messed around, sort of dated. Did you see that coming? Did you sort of expect that? Um, I mean, there had to be a reason why she was hooking up with him, right? Yeah. Like, in the in the end of the episode, of episode one. So I kind of was like, okay, there has to be a reason. Um, I, the reason was, I don't, I didn't know exactly, but it makes sense. Like, the connection, okay, they had a history in high school, they were together, they hooked up, whatever. Um, I find it interesting, though, my another prediction is that um, e- Colette left him, left Will, heartbroken. Like, she broke mm-hmm. it off with him, she left him heartbroken. Nothing ever comes good from a broken heart. I'm sorry. There has to be some type of revenge. Like, there's no way he's just going to sit down and, like, let her be married in yeah. peace. Yeah. It's a it's a lot. And we see that, like, you know, Coach is like, okay, I want to cool this off. Like, I have a lot of eyes on me. I don't want to do this. Um, she toys with the idea of going to see him again, like, that night. Right. She's but gonna then she doesn't. Husband. But then she doesn't. But there's still, obviously, that sort of longing there. Um, and then everything kind of is a catalyst for uh, as once Will gives Addie the hair clip that Coach left in his car. Um, and he kind of tells her more, oh, yeah, we had a history. Our life went in different directions, whatever. Right. And so Addie decides, okay, well, this is the perfect chance to get closer to Coach is what I'm kind of thinking, like, was her motive for going to give her the hair clip. And we get this scene of Addie in coach's house what did you think about all of what trans you know transpired there again this like codependent relationship like Addie needs her loves her wants her to be there you know to support her and so she is very excited to you know coach invites her in the house oh blah 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 and then Addie goes you know they already have the conversation because Addie already knows that she's been sleeping with Will who gave her the hair clip? Will. So obviously they had to have seen each other. So now Coach knows that they saw each other already, right? And then Addie goes ahead and actively participates in the bad behavior, saying that she was going to go go ahead and watch the baby while Coach goes off and gallivants with her little rendezvous. Yep. That's wild. exactly what happens. Wild. It is wild. I do want to say I loved some of the details in this scene, too, because I think we can tell just it's so obvious to me that Coach is so unhappy being this yeah. wife role. Because, first of all, she's drinking already. I don't know what time of day it is. <laughs> and you're watching your child? She's, yeah. She's, <laughs> I, I assumed it was morning. No, I guess it was. It was like evening Maybe it was evening. I For some reason, I was like, oh, it's 10 a.m. I guess it's not. I guess that was hard. But she's doing that. She says, oh, the baby's beautiful. Beautiful. I didn't really feel that that was super genuine from her. And the line that really got me was like, Addie's like, oh, this is my favorite room in the house. And mm. Coach talks about how she always used to share. And um, Addie's like, oh, well, now you have it sort of all to yourself. I'm like, no, she doesn't. Yeah. She has to share it with her husband and this right. kid. Right. So I just thought, oh, that line kind of hurt me. Because I'm like, it's, it's not all to herself, But you though. could tell that she kind of hesitated after Addie said that. Yeah. And then the next thing was just like, oh, the sheets. You should fill the sheets. Yeah. Right? So that kind of gave like a an, an, another invitation, like, be comfortable. I'm here to protect you. I'm here to save you. I'm here. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we see Addie get quite comfortable when Coach leaves. She takes that sweatshirt off, hops in the bed. I think that she 
just really wants to feel close to Coach. I think this is sort of a way to do it. And she's just kind of reveling in the fact that, like, she's paying so much attention to her now. Right. Absolutely. So I really liked it. That's kind of where we end with, you know, Beth has the video. Coach and Will are back together again for the time being. And Addie's just hanging out in that bed saying this is the first time I've ever felt pretty much this good. And once you feel that, you're going to do anything to keep it. So, yikes. That's a pretty ominous way to end that, I would say. Definitely. Um, So that pretty much ends, you know, the actual breakdown of the episode. But, guys, we have some great stuff for you still. Um, We have a special segment that's some cheer trivia because... If we're going to be living in Sutton Grove with the cheerleaders, we got to be able to hang and know the references and the lingo. Um, so today's cheer trivia, what was the name of the cheer squad in Bring It On? Was it A, the Titans, B, the Cheerios, C, the Toros, or D, the Spirits? Mm-hmm. Do you know the answer to this? Guys at home, please play along. I do know the answer. I am an avid Bring It On person I As love to watch. everyone should be. Yes, I love, I love, I love. So I'm going to go with C, the Toros. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Correct. Great job. Oh See? my gosh. Yes, 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 yes. We're yes. one for one this week. <laughs> um, and fun fact, Cheerios is from Glee, if you guys were Glee fans. So I was like, I'm just going to slip that right in there so we can just mention Glee really fast. Um, great job. That was, our, that was our cheer trivia of the week. Boom, boom, boom. Let's um, move into some news because you have some news for us about this show. Yes. Okay. So we have some reviews. Um, so on Rotten Tomatoes, the show has gotten 79%. Oh, that's good. Which is pretty good, right? I would think so. I think it deserves 100, but that's fine. (laughs) On an INDB, they gave it a 6.3 out of 10. Okay. So it's, like, not terrible. A little bit above average, but not... I think it's going to find its its people, though. Totally. The thing is, is we're only on episode two. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of can't... You know, judge it just yet. I feel like it's getting really good. Agreed. Um, Indie Wire said um, the high school cheerleading drama is a patient, ferocious thriller. I would agree with that. Right? So you're kind of like waiting to unpack these characters, but at the same time, it's giving you a lot of drama. Yeah. As is. Um, the New York Times... It said that um, Dare Me isn't a show about cheerleading, but about the grace and power of the routines are just the motif. And it just continues, right? Like, that's just the tip of the iceberg. And there's so much more underneath all of it. It's not cheerleading. It's not not a show about cheerleading. cheerleading. Yeah, that's the backdrop. Right. (laughs) Exactly. So that is really good. And then... um, AVTV Club, they said, we dare you to watch Dare Me. Ooh. Yeah, the show's been doing really well with critics, which is amazing, because that can really boost, I think, a lot of, like, drawing people to the show, and if it has, you know, great reviews, I think more people are going to tune in. So I'm so excited that all of the critics are loving this as much as we are, and understanding yes. how good of quality the show is. It's so good. So I'm definitely excited to just keep watching, keep watching, keep watching. Um, and then the last one, um, this one, it says, Dare Me, however, is a wicked thriller that practically demands that its audience gorge upon it. Yes! Oh, I love that. Right? Totally that was from agree. New York Times. So, yes. Awesome. Thank you so Super much. Good. Yes. I love hearing what other people are thinking of it, too. <laughs> right? And let them know that they, we are not crazy. We love it. We love it. Everyone else loves Everyone loving it. Everyone loves it. And guys, <laughs> tell us what you guys are thinking of this. I want to know... 
if you're enjoying this as much as we are, what you're thinking of the episodes, what your predictions are. Um, so, obviously, if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment. We're also on iTunes, Spotify. Leave us a comment, thumbs up, five stars. Just, we love, I'm just so excited to be spending every Sunday with you guys breaking this down. <laughs> um, okay, let's move into some predictions, because I'm sure that you have a lot. After Buzz TV predictions. Here we go. Do you want to start us off? No. Okay, I'll start you, us off. You start us off. Okay. You give me a- <laughs> okay. So, predictions. So, wow. There are some ominous little pieces and bits that we're seeing at the beginning and ends of a lot of these episodes. We're seeing these like tennis shoes walking across the floor we're seeing pools of blood we're getting voiceovers about desire and we're seeing beth like frantically texting addy and like the very very opening so i think that this is going to get real dark real fast real fast and i think that this rift between beth and addy is only going to continue to grow and i think beth is only going to become more and more desperate to regain control not only of addy but this entire squad Yes, that's a, such a good... I love that prediction. Thank you. I really think... Yes, so I agree that I think um, Beth is going to start losing control. She's going to start feeling out of control and start acting unlike her normal character, even maybe just pushing her character a little bit further. Yeah. Right? To gain that control. For sure. I also feel like the Beth and the coach relationship is going to come to a head. Like, there has to be something that comes in there, and I do feel like there's going to be a murder. Ooh. I do. I really do feel like that. I do because, I mean, there's so much tension. We have Will. We have Coach. We have Bath. There's Addie who's, like, I think she's going to start trying to, like, come forth and being more her own. Mm, it's a powder keg, this show. You know what it's, I'm saying? It has to explode. It's ticking time bomb. Ticking time bomb. I cannot wait for the explosion to happen. Me I, They're going to leave us on a cliffhanger. I already know this. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be sitting there wanting more, and they're going to be, like, on the next season. I sure <laughs> like, hope so. <laughs> On that note, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being here. This is so much fun. I could not be more excited to continue breaking this down. Until then, where can everyone find you guys on social media if they want to keep talking about this? Yes, you can find me at Chapman 12 on Instagram and really across all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter. Awesome. You guys can find me on Twitter at Alphaba underscore Ann and on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. We dare you guys to tune in next week. (laughs) See you soon. Have a good one. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.